You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Welcome back, everyone. I'm super excited to be here with Scott Cunningham, one of our longtime agency partners, actually one of our very few platinum partners in the Privy Partner Program. Scott's a founder and managing director of Social Light. They're a full-stack digital marketing and design agency that works with clients to grow their e-commerce brands through conversion, email, and paid marketing. Scott also runs Merchant Mastery, which is a sales and marketing incubator for e-commerce founders. Scott, so great to have you on the show. Ben, the honor is honestly all mine. I can't believe I'm actually here hanging out with you. One of my favorite things to do. Thanks for the invite. Likewise. (laughs) (laughs) likewise man thanks thanks for joining so let's start you know give us the overview tell us a little bit about socialite and also want to hear uh merchant mastery as well absolutely man yeah it's been a ride it's been a ride we're here in our 10th year of our agency socialite so we've been around a decade and with our agency we only work with shopify stores so it's been a long road for us like you know we've dabbled with everything over the years we've always kind of been working in e-commerce we've been shopify experts since 2014 about three and a half years ago or so, we were like, nope, this is the only thing we're going to do. Not only are we going to just do e-commerce, we're only going to help Shopify stores. So on the socialite side with our agency, we're usually helping companies like our average client. We're working with about 50 clients from around the world, like US, Europe, Canada, even in Australia a little bit, about 50 clients. They're usually doing about one to $10 million a year in revenue on the agency side. Nice. And like you said, you, you touched on it. We're doing a lot of paid ads. We do a lot of Facebook ads. We're also doing Snapchat, Pinterest, TikTok. That, I'd say that's the prime revenue driver for our clients is paid ads. But on the back end, you got to have your store working out, right? You got to have automated email sequences, on-site displays with Privy, where you guys come in, of course. So we're helping, we're helping clients with that. Paid ads, on-site conversions, email marketing. Those are kind of like the three essential pillars. Nice. And uh, I mean, I think it's great that like, you're not just handing off after paid that you take a holistic approach. I really like that. People could get hung up on like ROAS. Yeah. You know, or like front end acquisition. What about upselling with emails and lifetime value? Like those things are what's going to make you profitable. Yeah. I mean, couldn't agree more. You know, you got to take that, that full journey approach, which is awesome. It's one of the reasons I love what you guys are doing, but, but tell us about merchant mastery. Cause that's new. I'm not even that familiar with it. You know, when we started niching down in the e-commerce space, which was like the most amazing thing, if there's any agency owners listening to this, pick a niche. When we started niching down, we just generated so many more conversations. We met so many more amazing merchants, entrepreneurs globally that really shouldn't be hiring in an agency. Like it's a big burden to invest some big marketing dollars on a team. So you don't want to invest your own life savings in hiring an agency. You want revenue from your store. So although we met so many great merchants, we're like, we can't really help you with our agency, but we could probably coach you and train you. So we built this incubator, right? And we kind of built, we recorded 40 hours of training with helping people build their customer journey, optimize their store, implement privy displays. I teach a whole week on that. Wow. And we have like two weeks dedicated to email marketing. We have two weeks dedicated to Facebook ads. We got Google ads, all that kind of stuff in there. And then we do group coaching. So we do like twice a week. We have two of us that join the call and we coach people and we say, where are you at? What week are you at? And we take a look at their Facebook backend and we, and we coach them. And it's been going awesome. Like it really started taking off with everything that's been going on these last couple of years, but uh, we're getting some good results. That's the most important thing is that, you know, people are, we're changing, we're changing the trajectory for a lot of people. It feels really great. 
That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the impact, right? Um, so it's, it's kind of like an offshoot from the same folks at Socialite Merchant Mastery. It's honestly like this, what the Merchant Mastery is how we train our staff. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Right. So it's, it's almost exactly what we're doing at the agency for these bigger brands. We're training smaller stores or startups or even their in-house staff, how to get off the ground. And if they're like, okay, we did it. We, we got to 50K a month or 100K a month. Can we work with the agency? Then yeah, that's a way better scenario for everyone, right? Like that's cool. we, when we've had that happen a lot and then the agency meets them, we're like, hey, you guys have all this in order. This is great. It's like a perfect scenario. I love that. Yeah. So we're, we're going to check out the show notes. We'll link to both Socialite and Merchant Mastery. But let me tell everyone why I brought you on the show, Scott. So I follow you on LinkedIn. I love what you and Brandon and the team put out there. You know, it's always fun to, to watch what partners are doing. And I saw that you're actually doing a session this week at a conference called e-commerce world. By the way, the promo image that they made for you that you shared out looked amazing. It kind of, it was almost like you were headlining Coachella or something like that, you know, uh, really, really badass. But what really caught my eye was your topic for the session. It was generate $5 million with on-site offers. So, you know, I saw that. I'm like, oh, Scott, you know, I know they use Privy. That's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So I wanted to bring you on so that you could actually explain to us a little bit about like, you know, how many brands you've done this for now, what the results look like, and what the actual tactical playbook is that you've been implementing for your your clients. Absolutely, Ben. Did you just say it looked like Coachella? Do you know yes. me? Do you know me? <laughs> no, are you a Coachella guy? <laughs> I used to go to Coachella a lot. Like I th- Oh, that's amazing. Well, <laughs> you should get that that promo image framed in your awesome office as if it was. I'm on like a small stage and you know. But yeah, anyway, th- that's really cool that you said that. It's a great honor to be at that conference. They did make a really cool poster. And, you know, I'm talking I'm I'm talking at a track there that's all about store conversions. Right. So, okay. I said paid marketing is really big. It's really important. Yes. The last thing you want to do is run ads and cross your fingers and hope that everybody that shows up is going to buy. So, one of the greatest tools that we've been utilizing to increase store conversions is Privy's on site displays. You're going to know those things inside and out. Right. So, the idea there is that we don't want to leave it to chance. Like I said, you're putting big ad budgets in when people show up. We ultimately want them to buy, but at a very minimum, we need them in our email list so we can grow our community. And the on-site displays that we've been using a lot of, like everybody would know welcome email signup offers. Of course. Right? A lot of, a lot of websites will have those where it's just like, hey, first-time visitor, here's a little discount code. You can use it for your first purchase. Um, we would use those. We would also use, of course, people would be pretty familiar with free shipping bars. Those are a great way to increase average order value. Obviously, nobody likes shipping. That's like the top two or three reasons that people abandon cart is because of high shipping costs or shipping time. So making shipping more approachable while also increasing your AOV. Uh, we also do like cross-sell, upsell offers with Privy Displays. And the fourth one though, this is the one that we've been getting a lot of traction with too is exit intent cart savers. So this is where you know people have added to cart and we're going to capture that purchase before they even leave the site. Like a lot of people, of course, we want abandoned cart flows to follow up with email, but we want to capture that sale right on site. So the, my favorite thing that we've discovered with Privy is that you can present different offers to people based on their cart value. 
So if it's like, hey, they have $100 in the cart, well, we don't want to lose that person. So let's give them 5% off. Oh, but if they have $200 in the cart, we really don't want to lose that person. Let's give them 5% off and free shipping, right? And it's really nice for the merchant and the store owner because we can't give 10% off to everybody who's only spending $20, right? right? You can kind of like customize the offer based on what makes sense for your books. Yeah, we call that the tiered cart saver strategy, which is just, it's amazing. And I think a lot of people conflate the idea with just an exit intent pop-up with, oh yeah, I'm doing that already. But you know, I think the magic we've seen, it sounds like you too, is is when you pair exit intent with how much money is actually in the cart, yeah. right? Versus just like anyone leaving. Tiered cart saver, love that. And to be honest, you guys showed us that. Like, you know, we have a very close relationship with Privy. No, uh, not going to beat around the bush on that. We're one of three Privy Platinum partners. So you guys have spent a lot of time with us, training us and giving us better tools. And that, yeah, loved, everybody loves the tiered cart saver. Nice. Like merchants love that stuff too. Nice. So, all right. So to summarize, so you, you are doing like a traditional welcome pop-up. You're doing the dynamic free shipping bar. You're setting up cross-sell displays and the card savers. So I think, you know, it'd be really interesting. I, I talk a lot about welcome pop-ups and card savers. Hopefully everyone listens. Let's talk a little bit about the dynamic shipping bars and cross-sell. Yeah. You know, like what, what's the strategy there? And maybe you can dive in a little bit to each of those. Absolutely. So can I, I'm going to go like a little bit on a high overview here, fly over the forest, like an eagle looking down here. (laughs) So we have this philosophy within our team called offer harmonics. Okay. And with every time we present an offer, and when I say offer, I don't mean a discount. I mean an ask. Do you want to add this to cart? Do you want to add more to your cart to get free shipping? Do you want to buy this before you go and save 5%? Like we're always presenting an ask. And when we look at an, that's what an offer is, an ask. And when we present an offer, we don't know which attribute your customer is going to say yes to most often. And we have four offer attributes that we test all the time. And there's a nice little acronym that people can use to remember this. It's T-B-I-F. Thank Buddha, it's Friday. (laughs) Thank Buddha, it's Friday. That's great. (laughs) Right? And, And they are transactional. That's the T. So you want to use transactional attributes to convert first-time buyers. That's when you would present a gift with purchase, a discount, whatever it may be, free shipping. And then the next kind of attribute is brand. And this is more like, why are people buying your products? What is the transformation that they're seeking out right now? Like, so this is a good thing for building customer lifetime value. And, you know, we, we don't sell products, we sell transformations. So brand attributes are speaking to that deeper reason of why people should buy The third one, TBI, is influence attributes. People buy because of third-party endorsements, influencers, celebrities, customer testimonials, my favorite influence attribute. And then the fourth one is function, right? So like, this is very straightforward. This is like, how does your product make someone's life better? Usually there's a trigger event. It's raining, I need to buy an umbrella. It's winter, I need to buy a winter coat. Using a lot of weather examples. But those, those four there are the offer attributes that we're always testing. And we will test those in ads. When we run Facebook ads, we'll do different ad angles to see which one's resonating with audiences the most. When we send out email campaigns, we're going to test out different offer attributes and see which ones are leading to the most conversions. Let's not neglect on-site displays, right? Like everybody knows you want to split test ads. Everyone knows you want to split test emails and look for open rates and, you know, subject lines and preview 
text and all that kind of stuff. What about your on-site displays? We want to test those offer attributes there. And we want to see which ones are resonating the most. When you talk about like the cross-sell offer that you just brought up there, that's not usually like a, sometimes it's transactional, right? Right. Like, so, so just now I'm going to narrow in a little bit on that, that upsell offer. Like what it is, is somebody's goes to buy a core offer. Like say it's an SLR camera and it's $300. And then it's the upsell offer is like, Hey, we know you need an SD card. Do you want to add an SD card to your cart for $20? In that scenario, you're not like upselling something that's equivalent to the size of the core offer. It's just a small little victory for the customer. And usually with an upsell offer, we want it to be like 20% or less of the cost of the core offer, Mm -hmm. unless they're both like impulse purchases, like unless they're both $20, then we don't really care as much. But if it's like a high ticket thing, we would present something really small that we know they'd be looking for anyway. Right. And it's kind of a little win for them. Right. But with, with the cross sell offers, we usually want to lean in on function and brand, Hmm. right? We don't want to get too much on transactional. Like it's not about like, Hey, save 5% off this five dollar thing it's more like complete right. this whole transformation that you're seeking out to do well super valuable here right now i'm, I'm like taking notes because i'm i'm genuinely learning a lot scott this is great yeah it's it's one thing like you know you, you would never set and forget ads or you would never set and forget emails you're always like pushing the boundaries on these things we don't want to just like displays are really really powerful things right and they have kpis that we're trying to hit like we know that when we, any kind of display, we want the sign up rate to be at least 2%. Of those that sign up, we want the order rate to be at least 20% of those that signed up. So if you're going to hit those benchmarks and do better than those benchmarks, we got to push the boundaries. We got to try the whole TBIF thing. Yeah. And so just so I know, like TBIF, I think is brilliant. I've, I've never heard this. Sounds like it's something that you you guys have homegrown. So like when you're looking at a pop-up, are you saying that pop-up needs to include all elements of TBIF or just like you were saying for cross-sell, like actually in certain scenarios, only one or two of those make sense. And so let's test one versus the other uh, versus trying to jam all of them in at once. Good question. We get asked that one a lot. So you, you don't need to just have one. You could have two, you could have three, you could have all four right? But you want to be intentional with what you're testing. So when we plan campaigns for ads, emails, and displays, we will always say this is a T, this is a T plus B, this is a TF, right? So we'll be really intentional with that. And like an example is like, say you have one that's like, don't miss out 15% off when you sign up, you'll receive 15% off. That could be just seen as transactional, right? But we know that the best kind of displays look like the rest of the website, right? right? They enhance the customer experience, not annoy it, <laughs> right? So we, we want to complement the rest of the website. So we could go big on brand with the imagery, right? So, so there's a T plus B in there. Or, or sometimes it's like a spin to win. You don't even know what the company does. So that's just transactional. That's really interesting. Yeah. Or even like sometimes they're just like newsletter signups. There's no transaction. It's just like brand. Right. Right. And these are all levers that you can use to kind of ratchet the numbers up or down. Yeah. It's so funny. You really, you put some framework around a lot of what I've talked about over the years. Um, you've just done it way more eloquently than I ever have. It's, it's uh, honestly, it's a, it's a partnership made in heaven. 
matches. That's great. But it's, we actually, so you would love this too. I'll show you another day. But we, we have like a table that we use to brainstorm these things. Hmm. So we'll be like, what TBIF are we including on our displays, on our product pages, in our ads, and on our emails? And we'll come up, like we'll at least like get the ideas on the table to have a TBIF for all four. Mm. And then when it comes time to create your ads and your displays, you got like this arsenal in your back pocket. And you're like, oh, we can try out this one. We can try out that one. Totally. I, I love it. So let's let's look at uh, shipping bars for a sec. So it sounds like that's a tool that you guys use. Where would that fit into TBIF, would you say? TBIF is, it is mostly transactional. For shipping bar. Yeah, yeah. the shipping bar. It's mostly transactional. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that you like, we do some things that are brand oriented in there. Yep. Like we, we work with a pet website and we're making some like kitty puns and like kitty emojis and just still trying to be playful in there. Yep. If you're just solely transactional, it's literally like 20% off once you reach a hundred dollars or like free shipping once you reach a hundred dollars. And then we're just reminding people, okay, now you're at 57, you got whatever the math is there, 43. Yeah dollars left to spend or whatever it is but being more playful would be like integrating the brand component yeah totally i like that i like that so there there are going to be things that are you know a single t or a b or an i or an f for sure but where you can kind of unlock a little bit more magic is where you're you're integrating a few of these together so that it's not purely a transactional and i think that's actually a great kind of rebuttal for for a lot of the conversation in the market right now around like Oh, we don't discount. Oh, okay, that's fine. But I think, you know, how do you use some of these transactional offers and how do they interplay with brand influence and function? I think is is a great way to kind of ease your way in in a way that actually is comfortable for you. You just hit on something that is a deep discussion within our team. It's like, yes, the market does not always want a discount. So we need to start validating which other asks people are saying yes to so that we can include them as part of the mix. Mm-hmm. And even with transactional, sometimes it's like the goal is to initiate a checkout right now. So sometimes it's like scarcity or urgency. It's not necessarily discount. It's like limited edition, limited time. And these kinds of things are transactional as well. Totally. This is good. So just just before we wrap, what's your philosophy on shipping thresholds? Like when should you consider offering as a brand free shipping? Should it just be for all orders? Should it, should it actually have a certain amount um, before you offer it? So it, especially when it's on customer acquisition, if we're selling to a new customer for the very first time, hey, I, I just want to get as close to break even or better. Right. Right. We're just like the whole strategy with cold acquisition is just to acquire as many customers that we can upsell to later. So if the only barrier between a new customer buying from me and trying my brand for the first time like is shipping. I, I'm a big proponent of actually yeah. just getting the product in their hands. So let's do free shipping, right? Yeah. So would you consider actually targeting a privy shipping, uh, free shipping bar to visitors that have not ordered? Yeah, that would that would be really clever to do. Yeah. Um. And then and then other than that, truthfully, it does matter. Like it is a big cost. We're in Canada. It's a big big pain in the butt. We're not as dialed in as you guys in the states with shipping costs. And even though it's still high in the states too, but then you just got to do some math. You got to figure out like what makes sense. What because it's, it's never free shipping. Someone always pays it. It's either the customer or the, totally. the store owner, right? Totally. So you you totally. just have to factor in when does it make sense for me to always offer people? Yeah. For us to pay it. Right. 
So maybe maybe there's actually almost like you have a tiered card saver strategy. Maybe there's actually a a targeted like bifurcated free shipping bar strategy where you're you've got one that's for free shipping on first time buyers, right? That's only shown to new visitors. And then maybe there's another where you like you actually know the math. It's only shown to repeat customers and you know they have to hit 70 or 100 bucks or 50 bucks like now i'm taking notes yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> i'm just thinking exactly. out loud you know yeah like, that would that's it that's it that's the that, idea that could be really interesting. like on cold hey everyone gets free shipping i just want to acquire new customers so i can resell to and make more margin down the road right but on everybody else it's tier love that love it amazing scott 20 minutes with scott we're both learning a lot go check them out socialite or merchant mastery thank you for your partnership and uh, join me back again tomorrow. Thanks so much, Ben.